This is a Solitaire Media Originals podcast. Hello, welcome to the Galway podcast. This is Fender Jackson. I'm really pleased at how the interview with Jim O'Higgin turned out. There was a lot of prep work behind the scenes for that interview, both before in the sourcing of someone suitable and arranging it, and then after it with the post-production, editing, music production, recording the adverts and so on. Jim's episode is proving to be popular, and I am hopeful that we can chat with Jim again in the future. His knowledge of Galway is just too vast for us not to do that. We had a big week for Irish-American relations. On Sunday, you had two Irish winners at the Oscars, an Irish goodbye winning Best Live Action Short, and Richard Bainman from Tala taking a second visual effects Oscar for his work on Avatar, The Way of Water. His first Oscar was actually from Avatar 1, or whatever it was called. Then on Tuesday, there was the announcement that Presidents Biden and Clinton would come visit Northern Ireland to mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. I'll be covering that more as we approach the event. Already there is talk that Biden is going to hit Galway with a pub crawl, taking in all the sessions, starting at the Crane, then up to Munro's, followed by a quick saunter up Lower Dominic Street to Carroll's. August and Shin Rahi Shay, the Stiach Arasnanel, August Oli Shay, couple of Pinta. In Yeshin, he'll be scooped up and dropped into Tass for a quick couple of halfins, before stumbling across to Chicoli. After that, well, that's anyone's guess. McDonald's or Apache Pizza? Only time will tell. I got chatting randomly with some tourists who were over visiting Galway. They all turned out to be Americans. Imagine that. So here's some of those conversations. This is the Galway Podcast. Hi, where are you guys from? Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas, yeah. In Connecticut. Uh, Indiana, originally. Why are you here? Uh, vacation. Yeah, vacation. Yeah, we found a cheap flight. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically Galway. Why are you in Galway? Uh, well, I, I spent the summer abroad, and so I spent some time here, and I just knew it was a great place. So I just told them about it, and they loved the idea, and we just here did we it. Are. Yeah. What did you like about Galway last time you were here? Uh, it's real peaceful. Like, um, like, everyone just seems to have a good time here, seems to love the city itself, love the town, love the... the the sights, the sounds, the food, the pubs. Um, it just seemed like a really cool place to come. Did you check out the music last time? Uh, not much of it. Not much of it, I, I hate to say, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It's, a, it's great to have something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we heard a few out of different pubs the past few nights, but, uh, yeah, we haven't actively sought it out. Yeah, great. Well, on behalf of Galway, I wish you the best of luck on your holiday. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, so you very much. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Who are you? My name's Warren Garrett. And where are you from? Nashville, Tennessee, where I live there now. What are you doing here? Uh, we're just hanging out in Ireland, man. It's the first time I've ever gotten to come over here. Really? Yes. Is it your first time out of the USA? No, I've been out of the country before, but I've never been to Ireland. It's always been something I wanted to do. I was in a bar the other night, and this guy was out for a steak party. He says, this is my first time out of the USA. I was like, don't be saying that so loud. <laughs> I'll get him extra drunk then, right? So what, what pulled you to Galway? They were telling me about the music and the, you know, a lot of the buskers are out here and the arts and everything like that. And I'm obviously a creative person, I'm a musician, oh so I couldn't say no. That, and I want one of the clatter rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been shopping for one of those. And, and a new tattoo. And what music do you play? Uh, country rock. 
Yeah. Oh, excellent. You write your own yeah. stuff? Yes, sir. Oh, excellent. Yeah. You'll you'll have to send me a link. I'd love to. After 20 years, mailboat shipping down to Mexico, playing paper slip. Good man done wrong, riding out a bad hand, collar color clash again, bills piling up. It don't make no sense, rolling down the road, not worried about what I owe y'all. That's between me and the bike. You're getting a tattoo? Yep. An Irish tattoo? Yeah, probably. What are you getting? I have no idea yet. <laughs> We're still don't, doing research. Don't don't get a shield in the gig. A what? Sheila McGig. What is that? You can Google it. Okay. <laughs> that feels like one of those things I should be scared to Google. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but no, I'm going to decide. We went and talked to the tattoo artist earlier and saw what our options were. So just to commemorate the trip because I've got uh, a lot of family members that you know came from here. Or at least I've been told <laughs> I've never done the 23andMe thing, so that could be complete and total nonsense. But I've always wanted to come here. It's been a bucket list thing for my whole life. First class. Well, welcome to Ireland. And are you going to be here for St. Patrick's Day? No, uh, actually playing shows back home in St. Patrick's Day, or during St. Patrick's Day. You're showing, you're showing me, you're, who are you? What are you, what are you saying? Come on, you can talk to me. <laughs> this is him on YouTube. Yeah, this, this is, is Kathleen, him, no? Ah, it's Kathleen. Okay, this is him on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Warren Garrett. Warren Garrett. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. The only thing I'm hurting is a wet dirt skirt, no water in this lake between me and the bike. Shameless plug. Where are you from, uh, Kathleen? Chicago, originally. Oh, that's my kind of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, my father's from Moulton, my mother's from Dublin. And what brought you back to Galway? Work. What as? Came to Dublin nursing. Ah, excellent. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. I've been a teacher. Right. We do noble professions, us. Okay. Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. Well, you're going to be here for St. Patrick's Day, you say? No, I'm heading back home to play shows. Got shows oh. in Chicago and then Nashville oh. for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, it's a yeah. real shame. Yeah, I'd love to see it in Ireland, but... But at least, at least you'll get the vibe. I mean, look at the flags. And oh, everything. yeah. Have you Everybody's noticed, geared up for it. Have you noticed, by the way, there's no British flags? Yeah. <laughs> have you noticed that? I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah. Oh, that's a real shame, yeah. I think. Yeah. Such a bummer. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Nice Good to meet you, brother. Garrett, that's between him and his bike. I enjoyed meeting Warren Garrett, actually. He was a gentleman. He kept calling me sir. I like it whenever I'm referred to as sir. Do you miss a loved one that's passed on? Perhaps you miss their voice or their mannerisms. Perhaps you have questions that remain unanswered. Don't let that happen to your children or grandchildren. At Salt Hill Media, we can record your life story or that of a loved one for future generations. So when someone asks, hey, what was granny like? Or what was granddad like? You can point them to an interview and say, you tell me. We can tailor an interview to be as long or as short as you want it to be. All with professional recording equipment and post-production. You may think that your life is not worth documenting. Well, not according to your children or grandchildren. Record that life story before it's too late. Email salthillmedia at gmail.com or go to salthillmedia.com for more information. This is the Galway Podcast. I saw that Galway's mayor, Cloda Higgins, did a bit of a tour visiting a few cities over in USA. 
including Seattle. I reached out to Mayor Higgins, but she's obviously very busy this week, given all the celebrations that are going on all around the planet. However, I did manage to get a hold of John Keane over in Seattle. Seattle is one of the sister cities of Galway. I think there's 19, if I'm not. I may be mistaken. I need to double-check that. John is an honorary... Can I say that? John is an honorary... It's difficult with an ordinary accent. John is an honorary council general of Ireland in Seattle and does a lot of work with the Irish Heritage Club. We had a lovely chat, ranging from him meeting up with Mayor Higgins to the many events he is involved with the running of in Seattle. John's really nice and he's, yeah, he's very good crack. And he's been in, in US of A since the 1960s, but the, if you listen to him very carefully, you might think that he's never left Ireland. His accent's very strong. Unlike mine, I seem to have lost all of my accent from my travels in Yorkshire and China. So without any further ado, I bring you Mr. John Keane. John Keane in one of our sister cities in Seattle, USA. Hello from Galway. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm uh, feeling a little more rested than I was at the weekend. So, John, why don't we just start off with you telling us all what it is that you do? I do, like I said, I, I do nothing but Irish stuff anymore, it seems like. So, yeah, go on a bit more about that. I, um, you know, I'm very involved in, in the Irish community here, and especially in the Irish Heritage Club. And uh, our busiest time of the year is obviously uh, in the lead up to St. Patrick's Day. We always celebrate the uh, weekend before St. Patrick's Day so that majority of our celebrations are over. Not all of them. We do have um, a mass here on, on St. Patrick's Day itself on Friday at noon. And a priest from, um, he's from Mayo, is, uh, he's going to be actually driving a couple of hundred miles to be the uh, presider and homilist. There'll be a few other priests uh, celebrating with them. And then on Saturday, we kind of have a dinner dance on Saturday evening and that's sold out. But uh, the majority of our events were held, you know, over the last two weeks or so. We we have small events like a soda bread uh, contest, and we a had, soda bread um, contest. Are you listening to this? So we have picked winners and losers, I suppose, uh, in in making soda bread. And then on the Friday, um, last Friday the tenth, we started off with a business breakfast that was uh, hosted by Irish Network and involved uh, the mayor uh, of Galway and representatives from Enterprise Ireland and the IDA were there talking about business investment uh, in Ireland or uh, reciprocal investments, I suppose, between Ireland and Washington State in particular. And then at noon we had the proclamation luncheon where the city and county and state issue proclamations of Irish Week 2023. So um, the, the, the mayor of Seattle is out of, was out of town all week, but the deputy mayor was there to read the proclamation on his behalf, and we had uh, uh, we presented the sashes to the parade grand marshal and the honorary grand marshal, and um, we gave them their, their ceremonial whistles 
to uh, help start the parade and things like that. So we had uh, that was a, the luncheon was great. It was uh, packed. We sold out again, and uh, it's a great event for especially for the older folks who uh, will come out during the day but are, are not that inclined to go out at night anymore. Because when you get old like me. It's uh, you don't like driving too much at night. Oh, that's brilliant, John. And tell me, what type of age groups were there? There were people there from in their nineties, and there were uh, I had two grandsons there who were each two years old. So, uh, a great spread of the Irish community, if you will. Oh, that's great. So, tell me, yeah, keep going. What else did you do? That was the proclamation luncheon. Then we took the mayor, um, Mayor Higgins, for a kind of a, uh, an hour and a half uh, boat trip around uh, Lake Union, which is a freshwater lake, uh, basically in the center of Seattle. And uh, John, I should just jump in here. That's Mary Higgins from Galway, isn't that right? That's correct, Mary Higgins from Galway. When I referred to the mayor, <laughs> there's only, she's the most important one <laughs> from our perspective. All right, so tell me what else you did so, uh, with Mayor Higgins, please. All right, so then we we um, t- took her for a kind of a boat ride uh, around Lake Union, and uh, the weather wasn't too bad. It was kind of cold, <laughs> nippy if you went outside, but luckily enough, we had some um, uh, some uh, liquids to keep us warm, I suppose, inside. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad, and uh, we had a good time and uh, some great views from uh, you know the out in the water. Uh, downtown and the distance and the Space Needle and so on and so forth and you can see the houseboat where Sleepless in Seattle was shot and different things like that um, and then that evening we painted a green stripe down uh, 4th Avenue um, to mark the route of the St. Patrick's Day Parade we use uh, environmentally friendly paint oh that's great <laughs> but we actually do paint a green stripe uh, used to be done illegally, but uh, back in the 60s and 70s. So it's been going on for a long I time. Different times. But we, um, there was actually a, a fellow by the name of John Doyle Bishop who uh, started the practice, and he um, would arrange for a couple of local cops to pick him up and haul him down so he could get his photograph in the paper the next day. Ah, free advertising. Very clever. <laughs> and it was great. Great publicity for his store. Yeah. He always said. Oh, very clever. Anyway, so we now get a permit from the city to put down this green stripe. And then Saturday, obviously, we had the parade and the the weather was dry. It was, you know, St. Patrick was looking after us again. It was indeed good crowds. And we had a good crowd at, you know, the bands and dancing groups, a lot of Irish uh, step dancers. And we had drill teams and... uh, Kids on unicyclists and oh, uh, Irish wolfhounds and setter Irish setters. And, I love it. Uh, different groups like that. And, um, you know, carrying the banners of the four provinces and the banner of St. Patrick. And ah, fair play to you. It was, it, it, we had cars, we had antique cars from back in the uh, early, from the 30s and 40s. We had um about a dozen of the uh, DeLoreans in the parade as well. DeLorean, no way. There's a big Irish, a big club of uh, DeLorean enthusiasts here. And of course, they were made in, in Belfast. 
uh, before the company went bankrupt. But uh, so yeah, we had DeLorean. A- it's of course the car from Back to the Future, and the company went bust yeah. just before the movie was released. So it was such unfortunate timing. That's correct. Yeah. So they're they're very popular, and so they go. Then after the parade, we go over to the Seattle Center, which is a complex at the base of the Space Needle. And it's a city-owned facility, and it's all, you know, indoor. It can hold a couple of thousand people. And we pack that. We have an Irish festival going on there on the Saturday and Sunday. And uh, Mayor Higgins was brought up on stage and introduced and asked to say a few words. And she made a couple of presentations to the Grand Marshal and Honorary Grand Marshal. And the Deputy Mayor of uh, Seattle had walked in the parade as well, and he was there and uh, you know, everybody, We uh, the, the problem here is always trying to convince uh, people not to talk too long. So. I can imagine that very well, John. And tell me, did it go off pretty well? But it went off pretty well. Oh, what a relief. People were, uh, people were delighted, uh, I mean, just to meet the mayor and have an opportunity to talk to her and... Uh, uh, you know, take have their photograph taken with her and things like that. So she she was very important to part of our celebration. All joking aside, though, John, aren't these events so important for people's well-being whenever they're so far from home? Yeah, when I spoke to with you earlier, I think I mentioned how important that connection to Ireland is. For somebody like me, like I left Ireland back in the 60s, so I'm here a long time. And, wow, uh, that is a long time, John. The, the younger crowd don't uh, miss the connection to Ireland as much because they pick up the phone if they want to talk to somebody in Ireland or they go on WhatsApp or Skype or whatever. And um, the older crowd never had that, that opportunity. When I left Ireland in the 60s, you depended on letters because people in Ireland didn't have telephones. And even if they did, it cost too much money. It cost, you know, it was three fifty or something a minute Gee. if you wanted to call Ireland. And we didn't have that kind of money to spend. That's for sure. So um, you depended on letters back then, and the, the connection to Ireland was, you know, you never lose it. You, you, there's always that tug in your heart, kind of. And when you talk about home, you sometimes wonder: are you talking about your home in America, or you're talking about your home in Ireland? It's like the two two homes type of thing. When you leave home to get married, you set up a new home. It doesn't mean you don't love your mother anymore. It means you know you just have a different kind of love, I suppose. And I have allegiance to America and to and to Ireland, but I've never lost that connection to Ireland. And I hope I never do. <laughs> I, I think, John, you never will. Actually, it's safe to say. But you know, John, all joking aside, you know, whenever I was living in China. You know, we used to have some small events like, you know, Irish music sessions and all the rest. And it was very important. It kept that connection close to back home. So I don't need to tell you how important that your work is to um, the the people in America. You know this very well yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, it's terribly important. I mean, it's like, you know, for example, one of the things we do here, (laughs) it's very common, we don't do it all the time, but if somebody from Ireland dies, we usually have a little um, bag of Irish soil (laughs) that we pour under a coffin or uh, underneath a coffin, you know, just to uh, retain that connection to Ireland. There was a priest who died here, Father... um, Bill Tracy, he was 103 years old from County Leash, a wonderful individual. 
when he died, uh, you know, he, he he had his body cremated, but we put some Irish soil in the container in the in the cemetery, you know, Holy Road Cemetery here, and before he, the uh, urn was placed in the in in the. I'm not sure where Remembrance Wall. We sprinkled some Irish soil on there first, and add on on top of the urn. Oh, that's genius! So that though. you know, uh, these people that connection to Ireland, and I, I, and that goes back a long way. Believe it or not, there is a grave here in Seattle, where when now this is back in the 1800s. I mean, when there were no there were no trains coming to Seattle at this stage. If you wanted to come to Seattle, you had to take a ship all the way around Cape Horn or else you traveled across country uh, on a literally in a wagon train type of thing. Um, but it, it, there was a, a woman who died and she made her husband promise that, you know, she knew she was dying. She made her husband promise that if she died, she would, would be buried in Irish soil, you know, in meaning that she wanted to be buried in Ireland. Well, that, that would have been a logistical nightmare. That's correct. The husband didn't want to send the body back to Ireland, so what he did instead was he had a load of soil shipped out from Ireland. Oh, wow. And he buried her in Irish soil in here Irish in soil. Seattle. Gee, God. That's fantastic. I love that story. <laughs> Tell me this, John. What? Uh, yeah. How on earth, no pun intended, how, <laughs> how on earth did he get the soil out to USA every year? Well, there, there used to be a company where you could buy the Irish soil. To sell it, you give by the bagful, but sometimes you know, if we, and, and everybody and his mother would bring back turf now and again, a couple of sods of turf. Would you grind that up, you know, and that use that? I'm having visions of Shawshank Redemption here, smuggling <laughs> the turf in your trousers through customs as you board the plane. Yeah, I have a ready supply. I have my oh. own supply here for one. My day comes. <laughs> no way. You're, you're, you're good to go, John. Yeah. Well, here, John, you say you're there from the 1960s. How come you haven't uh, lost your accent at all? Well, I, I probably did. Uh, I mean, I, I think one of the first times I went home, uh, you know, about a year or two after uh, I was here, I went home, and one of my friends, when I met him, he says, where the, how the hell did you pick up that American accent so quickly? Yeah, I have the same thing as me and my Chinese accent. <laughs> but but I think, uh, you know, when you, with the advent of the internet and talking to people on the telephone, and especially on Skype and uh, now on WhatsApp and so on, it, it, it's you're more likely to uh, have the accent come back, I think. And that's probably what happened with me. So, John, can you tell so, me uh, a bit more about uh, the Irish Heritage Club, please? Well, I, I mean, I, I suppose doing Irish things is kind of my passion, if you will, and that's what uh, has kept me involved all these years. I think I told you before, but we were, um, there was a group of us, a small group of us, uh, you know, 17 or something of us, went to Ireland in 1982 to select a sister city in Ireland for Seattle. And we met with the mayors in Dublin, Waterford, Cork, Limerick, and Galway. And um, I think Pat McNamara was the mayor in Galway at the time. And uh, at that luncheon on Friday, uh, there were five of us there who were on that trip in 1982. Um, the rest of them, I think, have passed on to their reward. But... Uh, 
you know, we, we wanted some of those that went on that trip in 1982 were not Irish born. I mean, Mick McHugh, the main guy who was pushing for it and organized it, he's fourth or fifth generation. And he is, has done as much as anybody else to maintain that connection with Ireland. And, you know, all the, the mayors who've been out from Galway over the years, they have done so much and made so many friends here. You know, they still talk about Brady O'Flaherty. And Brady was the mayor in 1986 when the the um, agreement was signed. And, you know, the, the people here, the old crowd, will still talk about Brady. And, uh, but, you know, Michael Leahy and Angela Lupton and uh, Parag McCormick. <laughs> Boy, I laugh when I think of Parag McCormick. Um, I don't know if you remember him, but he was a TD as well. And... Uh, Porig was out here first time uh, back in the 90s and uh, I, I chatting away with him and uh, he said he was had been born in Ballymahan County, Longford. And uh, so I'm from Rosemont County, Westmead, which is not too far away. And so here was talking about playing football for Ballymahan and remember the game against Rosemont where, that I played for. And we both figured out that the two of us played against each other in a tournament game in Dassen, you know, outside of Atlone, and that the two of us got into a row with each other and were belting, the, yeah, <laughs> belting one another up against the stone wall at the edge of the, edge of the field. <laughs> oh, my God. John, do that reminds me of, that reminds me of, uh, oh. that reminds me of a time whenever my father, he was playing a game of football against his future brother-in-law. This guy would then go on to marry, you know, my, my father's sister so he kicked my father's teeth in you know my father was going for the ball it was an accident and he kicked his my father's teeth in and then what happened was my father was involved in the civil rights movement and uh he uh was at a civil rights march outside Derry, and he got hit over the head by an rec officer and he got six stitches he got 10 quid per stitch so he got 60 quid so he's all happy that he got this because because whenever he was playing football that time, he said he, he lost his teeth and he didn't even get a free kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But tell me, John, why did you choose to yeah. become a sister city with Galway over the other cities back in 1982? Well... Well, Seattle, I mean, Galway and Seattle are so much in common. I mean, more so than any of the other cities. But especially, you know, Seattle is on the west coast of America. Galway is on the west coast of Ireland. Both are university cities of uh, young populations and um, a great, very good, you know, great nightlife, uh, lively, uh, lively city and um, on the edge of the, um, you know, Galway is on the edge of Katamara and uh, the... Um, the old Ireland, if you will. Well, you know, the state of Washington, there's something like, I think, 27 or 28 Native American reservations here in the state. So this would be, in many ways, kind of almost the last frontier. Uh, when the famine was going on in Ireland, and, you know, when it broke out in 1845, there were almost no white people in the state of Washington. The only residents here were... were um, Native Americans and some trappers and miners and prospectors, uh, those type of things. But the, the first 
white settlers, if you will, arrived in the state of Washington, what is now the state of Washington, in 1844. And uh, he was, uh, the, the, the leader of that group was actually, the reason he didn't stay in Oregon was because he was black and he was forced to move north because Oregon didn't want uh, blacks living in, in Oregon at the time. So he moved north uh, across the Columbia Bridge, the Columbia River, and uh, settled here. <laughs> and believe it or not, his name was George W. Bush. <laughs> his, <laughs> George W. Bush, last class. And his mother, his mother was Irish. Now, I don't know for sure whether she was born in Ireland or was uh, her parents were born in Ireland, but she was definitely Irish, and his mother was a freed slave. But uh, George W. Bush <laughs> was the first non-native settler in the state of Washington in 1844. And, you know, that's how young this area is. Yeah. And um, so, but there were Irish here, there were Irish here for the word go. I mean, there's a headstone up on Whidbey Island, which is about 60 miles north of Seattle, erected in 1863, and it's in Irish, in the uh, Gaelic language. The whole, the inscription. And to get it inscribed, the guy had to, when his wife died, he took a ship back around Cape Horn, back to uh, England and then across to Ireland, had the headstone engraved and then brought the headstone all the way back again. Gee. And it took him two years and he uh, erected the headstone on Whidbey Island. And it's in the old Gaelic script, you know, the, the Tlo Gaelic, uh, with the funny look on R and S and so on. That's dedication, eh? But, you know, you must be flat out with all this work. It sounds like a pretty full calendar all year round. <laughs> well, it, it keeps my um, keeps me grounded, I suppose, to a certain extent. But, uh, I, you know, we do a lot of stuff during the year. Um, we, you know, coming up now after St. Patrick's Day, we will have, well, the Gaelic football and hurling starts there. The Gaelic football and hurling clubs here in Seattle and in Tacoma are both uh, under the umbrella of the Irish Heritage Club, and they're part of the Irish Heritage Club, and uh, so we promote both of them, and they they start uh, you know training in in I suppose in and looking for new players and everything. This weekend they each have field days, as they call them, where they invite new players to come out and kick a ball around or belt a ball around. Um, we in May we have. Um, out at St. Patrick's Cemetery, which was a small little uh, Catholic cemetery that was founded by an Irish family back in the 1880s. Uh, it's uh, the most genuine part of connection to Ireland, I think, in the whole area of Seattle, because there were people uh, buried there who were uh, left Ireland during the famine and so on. Um, we have mass there on, on Memorial Day, which is the last Monday in in May. Um then we have Irish Night of the Mariners, you know, see, see the baseball team here. So uh, that's on, I think, uh, well, it's in May as well. We also have Irish Day at the races, uh, horse tra at the racetrack. Uh, we have an Irish picnic during the summer. Um, we have these senior lunches, you know, where we organize kind of subsidized lunches to in invite the old folks to get together and I mean, they just love them. They're getting together and uh, shooting the breeze, if you will. And um, I remember a couple of years ago, one woman, we brought her to one of these lunches and she was 
almost in tears. She said, you, oh. you, you know, I've been living on my own for so long. And she says, you can't believe how long ago it is since I heard an Irish accent. Wow. You know, because she was, yeah. Um, That's great. She had no family here. And uh, that was... Anyway, so that we just try to keep in touch with them. Yes. We have, a, you know, in October, we organized Mass in Irish um, for a kind of a Mass of Remembrance when we read out the names of anybody in the Irish community who have passed away in the past year. And we always have at least 70 or 80 names to read out. It's, uh, it's unbelievable the number of people who um, we keep losing. Uh, not all Irish-born or anything, but, you know, could be nieces or nephews or cousins or whatever that they want to remember. And we have, we do stuff around Christmas and, you know, Mother's uh, Mother's Christmas, you know, the Nolik Daman on the January 6th and so on. Then it's back to St. Patrick's Day again. <laughs> oh, holy gosh. And then the whole cycle re-begins all over again. It's definitely a full calendar. But here, listen, I was walking around the... Spanish arch yesterday and I saw this stone and I looked at it and there is there is your name that there at the bottom of it and then this dog came up to it and was sniffing around and I thought oh, holy gosh I might have to chase this dog away because I don't fancy your the chances of your name not getting sold here very highly so I chased the dog away do you want to talk a wee bit about that stone please yeah that's like my brother told me when he saw the, the plaque he says your name is just at the right height for a dog to pee on, he says. <laughs> oh, your brother will keep you right. And tell, tell me, where, where is it exactly? Well, the, the one in Galway, obviously, is outside of the Jury's uh, Inn there, uh, near the Spanish Arch. So um, that's just it's in a church street, that uh, triangle there. It's right in the middle of it. And there's one here in Seattle. Uh, and the two of them have benchmarks with arrows pointing in the true direction of the other. We actually had to get the engineers out to make sure they were pointed in the true direction of each other. So Clever. the one in the Galway was unveiled. We had the city council president here was over and I think Paulie McCormick might have been president or the mayor at that time. And that was unveiled in the 1996, I think. And the one here was four or five years later where we unveiled the one here. Um, we've, you know, we've done a few things over the years that we had a bicentennial um, artist exhibit. We had a group of artists from Ireland come to Seattle and exhibit their works here uh, in Seattle in a couple of different places here. And we also had a group from Seattle go over to uh, exhibit their works in Ireland. We spent a week or two in Galway and then I think they went to Belfast and I think Dublin as well. So uh, we, we, we should do more of those. But, uh, uh, you know, we do try to maintain the connection. Yeah. And uh, because it is terribly important, yeah. especially um, with those uh, older folks <laughs> dying away. You know, we need to make sure that somebody keeps it going. Well, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. Well, John, I'm, I'm obviously aware of your busy schedule and I'm so grateful of your time today. Uh, my final question, whenever you come over to Ireland, will you have a cup of tea with me? <laughs> Listen, I'm drinking my cup of tea as I talk to you. I drink probably 15 cups of tea a day. Gee. I, uh, <laughs> I ordered my uh, my Barry's tea online, actually. So. Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> but I, uh, no, I'll be in, I'll be, I never go to Ireland. I'm going to Galway and, and uh, 
Um, you know, yeah, I'm from Westmead myself, but we, you know, we, we wear the same colours, the maroon colours. So. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, well, here, John, again, I applaud you for all the work that you're doing over there. And, you know, it sounds like you love it as well. So everyone's a winner. All right. Well, thanks, Fender. appreciate that. No problem, John. Slam the file. All right. And I hope, wish everybody in Galway a happy St. Patrick's Day. Banak Tina I mentioned at the top of the podcast that an Irish goodbye won the Oscar for the best live-action short. It stars James Martin, a fine actor, who has Down syndrome. Around about 50 years ago, Phil Coulter wrote the gorgeous song, Score Not His Simplicity, a song captured beautifully by Luke Kelly. I'll be singing this song in the crane on Saturday night. With any luck. The great thing about the crane is that you can play a song like this and pair it back to its bones and people will listen. The cool thing about a podcast is that you can record a song like this and people can listen also. Or not. Anyway, as a way of celebrating James's win and how far we have come as a society that a short movie starring an Irishman with Down syndrome can win an Oscar. I thought I would finish with my own version of Score Not His Simplicity. You can enjoy it, or not. Until next time, be positive with each other. And should I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and share it? Yeah, okay. Do that, will you? Thanks. With the golden hair but eyes that show the emptiness inside Do we know, can we understand just how he feels or how we really try See him now, as he stands alone and watches children play a children's game Simple child, he looks almost like the others, yet they know he's not the same. Score not his simplicity, but rather try to love him more and more. Score not his simplicity.
Salt Hill Media Original Podcast and Production.